Hey, what is good? It's me, your friendly neighborhood nerd, the Bobo, and welcome back to Bobo's Block. Of course, if this is your first time joining me, thank you for tuning in to this block party that I have every single time that I step behind the mic. If this is your 53rd, 56th, 60, whatever time, what up, dog? It is good to see you again, and thank you again for joining me for the one time on the one time, because of course, it is always dope to have time to chill with you guys so of course um i want to go ahead and firstly say that this show is solely sponsored by my patreon patreon is where you can do the most good and best help for bobo's block at patreon.com forward slash bobo that's patreon.com forward slash b-o-b-b-o yeah i got that right um <laughs> i was about to add an f and n at the bottom no no, no just b-o-b-b-o um that is where you can give a multitude of tiers we have available for you guys um starting from a dollar all the way down to three thousand dollars should i say please don't do that three thousand dollar mark but if you do if you do you will become an investor in wonderground media and you might as well go in and get in your suit and tie ish as justin timberlake would say um and yeah come on down for a business meeting <laughs> but yes um i've been doing like today today is weird um, but very productive. But I've also been doing every other thing besides starting this goddamn show. So I was like, let's go ahead and do it. Let's start this show because my dog wants to go home. <laughs> it's not even late. It's like five something. I'm doing this super early. I, again, my whole world of schedule has been thrown off with like changes or whatever. But yeah, I am here about to do this show. And but my dog is like, I want to go home. We've been here all day. I'm like, mm, whatever. Um, so get into the update. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why I did that. Um, yeah, of course, I've been um been going back and forth, like still ripping and running. We have a lot of things being planned, a lot of little things that I not even little, a lot of big things, a lot of big things that I'm really um dipping my feet into, and I'm excited to see how they turn out. Hopefully, they turn out very well. Um, hopefully, I get. I don't know. It just doesn't sound right to me in my headphones, but. I'll live with it. <laughs> I'm learning to live with a lot of things not being perfect. That is a new concept for me. I have to have it beautifully perfect before I'm able to ever do anything with it. So, yeah, it's weird, weird. Um, I'm, I'm, I definitely, 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 definitely am going to be able to um, share a lot more with you guys in a little bit. I'm just uh, I just need to get the details in order for I'm just like, yes, this is happening. We're doing this. And yeah. Yeah. I don't want it to like fall through. And you guys are like, well, what happened to the thing you said you were doing? Yeah, that's not me. Um, uh, We are over here. I keep saying we, but it's really just me at Wondercraft Media right now. But we are doing doing things. I, I am gearing up for um february because if you're hearing this it should be february 1st but i want to get back into doing um creatives in color um creatives in color is my interview podcast if you guys don't know or haven't been able to check it out or something like that 
Um, I've done a couple episodes on here, one with Stephanie Williams and also one with my friend Bader Milligan. Um, you guys are privy to the people that I love or people that I'm introducing you to. So, yeah, I definitely um, want to introduce you to more people, and I want to introduce myself to more people as well. So you guys will be on the lookout, or you guys should be able to he- hear new creators in, con- creators in color content coming very soon. I want to do more cosplay interviews. We, cause I look back, and it's years ago, man. Um, I did the Cosplayers of Color um, interview series on the website or the blog, bobblesblock.wordpress.com. And those are all still there. Um, we did people like Chocolate Energy. We did Otaku Scum, who is now Shelanin Cosplay. Um, we did Tiburon Cosplay, who is now Shebe Cosplay. Um, I've done interviews with Racket Ronnie. Like, it was a lot of dope people that I had a privilege to talk to. Um, and a lot of friends that I made along the way. So I'm definitely excited to get back into that. You guys will be seeing, hopefully, again, like, very, very soon. If I'm if I do this right, it'll be out next week. <laughs> it'll be out next week. A new episode of Creators in Color. So yeah, uh, getting back to Creators in Color's roots, kind of, kind of say. Um, I don't think there's anything really else I have to call into. Um, let me see. Just getting the friend of the pod of the week ready for you guys. Of course, like I said, it's the friend of the pod of the week, week, week week and this week our friend of the pod is here we connect it is a dope little podcast or kind of a multitude of podcasts um <laughs> um they have different things that they talk about but here we connect is a crew uh like really like to uh, i know one of them personally dirty saint um shout out to the homie i um know him through the florida anime club and i know his podcast is amazing i've listened to it a few times it's him and a couple of his friends they talk about different subjects and topics and things of that nature you guys will definitely check it out um it is of course again nerdy geeky comic book gamer centric um like i said so i'm trying to get the last few episodes up for you guys so put that pull that for you one second so yeah so they have different little like i would say things. they have like here we watch they have here we game, here we um, sleuth, they have a little mystery thing they do, here we read. Like I said, yeah, they go over all of this stuff, man. You guys definitely should check them out. Um, it is whatever that comes to their, to their mind that they connect on. So, yeah, um, definitely recommend it by your friendly neighborhood nerd. And I'll leave the description, um, the links in the description below so you can go check out their link tree, their... Um, their YouTube, oh, I'm sorry, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, they, not the YouTube, their their Twitter. I'm on their Twitter right now. Their Twitter and all their all their social media handles. Okay, so yeah, um, <laughs> thank you guys for bearing with me through that brain fart, man. Oh, <laughs> all right. So now that we are out of the way for the friend of the pot of the week, let's get into around the net. And ATN this week is a pretty pretty. I wouldn't say stacked, but like I said, pretty de- decent one this this um this week. So let's go ahead and get into some nitty gritty that I um ran into right after I got done with this. <laughs> um. Oh wow. Uh, I, I scrolled. Oh, how did I scroll all the way down there? Oh no no no! I switched my thingy. That's right. <laughs> my bad. Um. So yeah. 
bookmarks. Alright, so this week, um, let's start off by talking about some Robin news. Um, we have a new Robin. So this is this is something that a lot of people are are kinetically challenging because this Robin has come out of the Bat Cat book. And we and honestly with the new Omniverse or whatever DC's calling it, everything is canon, so everything is real. And this is another version of Batman and Selena's child, Helena. Helena um, has been seen in Future State or even the, the future comics as the new Batwoman. But what we're seeing here through Tom King and Mitch Curtis is... Um, yeah, through their through their lens of Batcat, Helena was a Robin before she was Batwoman, and that is pretty dope because they have a little, um, a little thing where they're showing Batman, Catwoman, and Helena dressed as Robin, in in peril, hanging over some crocodiles. It's yeah, we never get a full look at her costume, but we do learn that her full name in this potential future is Helena Alfreda Wayne. Oh shit. Um, yeah, so in the new Catwoman and Batcat series, in the future, Helena becomes Batwoman. And I want to learn more about Helena as well, too. So this will be something very special to look into. I'm excited. All right, moving on next in the docket, I want to go into some weirdly food news. Um, Little Debbie actually has been like a mainstay, like a hood classic. Um, you guys know Little Debbie, the little grocery store snack cakes or whatever, the nutty bars, the brownies, honey buns, and Swiss rolls. Well, now you can get all of these classic snack cakes as ice cream flavors. Bruh, I, I, I don't have, like, I can't do this. My money, my wallet is already hurting. This is, uh, <sighs> so yeah, this is, that is so crazy. Like, I, I, I always love Little Debbie snack cakes. If you had like a quarter or 50 cents or whatever, you can survive after school and stuff like that man so it's really dope to see that they're evolving the brand and um i i'm probably gonna try some of these goddamn um these ice creams and let you guys know how they taste they probably get as fuck though like they have the strawberry shortcake roll they have the swiss rolls they got the honey buns nutty bars cosmic brownies they got the zebra cakes oatmeal cream pies which that one is actually going to be interesting to see how it tastes oatmeal cream pie so i'm excited to try all of these flavors hopefully i'll be able to find them somewhere in my grocery stores so yeah all right moving forward in the docket we have um some interesting news coming out of <laughs> i hate to say that. it's interesting news coming out of china um it really isn't anything that's like oh well this is blah 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 like what this is something someone discovered so if you guys know the classic movie fight club Fight Club, it has a very crazy ending. Not to spoil it for anybody, but <laughs> this won't spoil it because it's not the real fucking ending. In China, the ending of Fight Club has been changed with the ending being replaced with just a black screen and text that reads, the police rapidly figured out the whole plan and arrested all the criminals, successfully preventing the bomb from exploding. Goodbye. Like, <laughs> if you know, if you know, you know. And yeah, that's not what happened, bro. But yes, I am. This this made me laugh like wholeheartedly. That is fucking hilarious that they they're going that far to make sure that hey, don't you get no fucking ideas? Like, <laughs> oh. 
Um, but yeah, I did. I, I found that very funny. I can't wait to to find a Chinese version of Fight Club to see if that's actually fucking true. But yes, um, moving forward in the docket, um, there are new. You know, I always do this when the new emojis come out. I do a little glimpse into what they're doing. So yeah, so the new emoji sets are coming out for iOS. 15.4 and they'll interestingly make conversations very awkward um so there are a few that are <laughs> that are killing me so there's one melting smiling face emoji there's one emoji with the hands over the eyes but there's like the eyes peeking through there's a biting lip emoji there's a new queen there's a pregnant um new pregnancy emojis are coming out there's a nest and there's a nest with eggs there's also beans um, a life preserver, an evil eye emoji. There's a slide. There's a spilled drink emoji. Looks like a mason jar emoji. A disco ball emoji. Dope. Different new handshaking emojis. There's an x-ray emoji. Um, some bubbles, a driver's license, and a low battery emoji. Oh, there's also an equal sign. I, don't, I didn't realize there was no equal sign. There are a few of them where, like, they're going to make conversations a little bit more fun, a little bit more easier to decipher hopefully um there's like a little heart hands so yeah if you guys want to check them out go to the verge the verge has a full um list of all of the new emojis that will be dropping at 15.4 and also have um look at a few other things so yeah all righty <laughs> i, I want to talk about that but i'm not going to talk about that because that's that's more of a kicking it topic so th there was a whole thing on twitter where everyone was like, "Oh, Noom, fuck that, fuck that nigga." Like, <laughs> um, yeah. So Noom, Noom, Noom was getting it, like getting drug in these digital streets. I'll talk about that on the Patreon podcast if I get around to that. Okay, so let's move on a little bit then. Um, interesting, interesting um, development that came together. So we learned that the Spider-Man No Way Home director, um, John Watts. He held a sit-down therapy session for Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, and Tobey Maguire. We had on, they had the only three actors who ever played Spider-Man in the film, and had ever, and each of them had been through so much on and off screen. He just wanted to sit down and talk with them, man. We sat on folding chairs in a circle and went through the script together. Says Spider-Man No Way Home director, and it was like Spider-Man therapy. <laughs> and honestly, if you've gotten a chance to watch this, um, watch Spider-Man No Way Home, it is a needed bit of closure for everyone. Um, you get to find out what happens to Toby Spider-Man. You get to find out what happened to Andrew Spider-Man and kind of what could be going forward for him that we find out. We see how Tom is dealing with the, 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 uh, like the fallout of the whole Spider-Man, um, no way, no, not Spider-Man, no way, Spider-Man Homecoming, I wanted to say it was. Yeah, either Homecoming or, uh, what is the, yeah, Far From Home, that's the name of it, shit, the whole Mysterio thing from Far From Home. And you also see how, like I said, he's going to move forward or deal with his life from this point on. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, like, there's a lot that, that they could have gone. Okay. So, like I said, in the first in-depth interview with the director about the new Spider-Man film, Watts tells a variety that he wasn't tense or nervous on the first day of shooting. Instead, had a deep feeling of gratitude. And that's really dope to hear. The Spider-Man team began working in October 2019. And after seven months, <laughs> COVID brought things to a halt. There was a question of will there be movies again? So yeah, before COVID, we planned a big New York location shoot with tons of extras. That became impossible. Even though, even the basic shot of Peter walking down the street became a multi-layered VFX shot. 
damn, that's crazy. I didn't even realize that. Um, he gathered he gathered Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom before shooting their first scene together to have everyone talk about the story, how it pieces fit together, and what Spider Man meant to each and every one of them or each of them. That was exciting for me. So yeah, you're capturing someone capturing something more than a scene for a movie. John Watts was saying about shooting Garfield, Maguire, and Holland in scenes together. You're watching a once in a lifetime event. And honestly, yeah, like these these things really really have to you have to sit back and be like, damn, this is really happening. Even when I watched it, I was like, this is really goddamn happening. I was ha- I was very happy to see all of them able to interact and and take take center stage together because again, they were also separate and they were often isolated, but like seeing these three Spider-Man work together in a team and having Tom being the only one who knows how to work in a team, like lead this, it was so dope. It was like having like your little brother take the lead on something and you're just like, all right, yeah, I got you. Mm-hmm, yeah, like the Avengers. Okay, who are they? Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's really dope. It's really dope to see that. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and move forward in the docket. Oh, let's move, keep it into a little bit of movie news, but a little bit of upcoming movie news. So we are getting a flash movie flashpoint prequel comic series. Um, that is one thing that we have to talk about for it, but it's, it's interesting. You do this. They do this a lot with a lot of the movies that come out they they do comic books that either lead into it or prequel comics that kind of gear up the story in the direction that we need to be going so we're getting of how ezra and batman are working together this is ben affleck's batman basically and they're they're solving crimes and they run into a familiar face from the arrowverse which is very interesting (laughs) on here so yeah so they're going to be writing this and it should be coming out soon. It, the the I think it's written by Kenny Porter and illustrated by Ricardo Lopez Ortez, Juan Ferreira, and Jason Howard. It's going to be called The Flash, The Fastest Man Alive. It's a three issue miniseries that will launch in April and sees the DC ECU or yeah, DC Extending Universe, Barry Allen seeking help from Batman to hone his abilities in order to be, defeat defeat Girder. If you guys remember Girder, Girder was an actual Arrowverse villain that um, was also a comic book villain as well. But yeah, it's dope to see Girder being focused on. You don't get to really see many of the the lesser or like C or D list villains get like some time in the light. But yeah, that's a good start for Barry Allen of um, the DCEU. He's going to be starting with a, a Wally West, <laughs> a Wally West incarnated um, kind of villain. Uh, but he was, again, like I said, put into the the CW's Flash, and he was a Barry Allen villain as well, too. So, cool. We're going to run it in that direction. So, I'm excited to see where they go with this. And, again, like this is Ben Affleck's version of Batman. So, you're going to see a lot of a lot of him in those prequel, prequel books for the miniseries. <sighs> All right, so else? yeah, so um, moving forward in the docket, talk about that. Okay, let's go ahead and let's get into this. So, we actually got some new information because we all know future state is a thing that's happening. Um, like they they've confirmed that it's going to be a canonical thing, right? Cool. DC needed a way to figure out how we're going to get all these people in the into the position, so we're killing off the Justice League. 
it's really it. This is a report by a nerdist. Um, this is a thing that's happening, and I'm, I'm still kind of processing it. So, according to the official description of DC Comics, the new Dark Army, a featuring DC's greatest villains, has formed on the edges of the multiverse, and they pull together the best and most powerful heroes in an epic war to push back the darkness. But in the end, the Dark Army kills the Justice League, and with only one survivor left to warn the remaining heroes to Earth, is about what's coming for them. You can check out it on the covers of the landmark issue. So the people who are dying in this are Aquaman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, John, uh, John Stewart, and Supes. And Zatanna. Like, <laughs> and yeah, Green Arrow, Green Lantern, Zatanna, Black Canary. And surprisingly, Flash is not dying in here. So it... In the variant cover, they show the caskets of Clark, Bruce, Diana, Arthur, John, and all five of these heroes currently carry several monthly books. So the real question remaining to those titles will deal with, will they exist in their own little pocket or will they reflect the events of Justice League 75? Could Nightwing take over the, over the Batman titles or John can't take over Action Comics? We wouldn't be surprised. That's what it says in Nerdist. So yeah, so here's the thing we know the new justice league is coming we know um yada floor we're getting um sojourner as the new green lantern we're getting um jace as the new batman we're also getting a new aquaman and like i said john is going to take over for superman and the way they set it up in future state is that somebody betrayed the league and everyone died would this be the moment that someone betrayed the league because there is a survivor there is someone who's going to be there in this variant cover. They have all of the legacy characters who have loved and who have, like said, fought alongside and been mentored by these people all here. You have um, all of the Green Lanterns of Earth. You have John. You have Kara. You have Dick Grayson. You have Tim Drake. You have um, you have fucking Damian Wayne. You have Aqualad. You have Mira. You have Rubberman Man, Beast Boy, Red Hood. You have Black Bat. You have, you have everybody. There's a list of list goes on and on for all these people, man. It's really crazy to see that they're taking this bold of a move. And even with Jace taking over Batman's spot, um, we learned that that was because they thought they killed Batman. Maybe we've changed up the future or something. We don't know. We're going to have to see how this plays out. And, and like they said, if this will reflect in the full multiverse of all of the things, because this this is big. Like you're killing off the Trinity and then some. You're killing off the 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 major heroes, and you have to have their legacy characters take up the mantle or, or move forward without them. And I I want to see how this plays out because again we um we don't know where DC is kind of going with a lot of this stuff because again with it being an omniverse now it, it, everything is canon even these side. Like multiversal pockets of things, everybody's available because this couldn't, this can't even, this probably wouldn't even be like our, our Superman, Batman. This could be a multiversal thing of like, oh, we're sending one person from every multiverse, and we just have to see how this all plays out in, in Justice League seventy five. So I'm gonna try and keep you guys up to date and abreast on that because I'm very intrigued on how they're doing it. But if they're doing a new Justice League or doing something new with the Justice League, I just want to see how it play. I just want to see how they do it. Like I don't want it to be stupid. That's really it. I don't want it to be stupid. All right. 
moving forward in the docket, let's go ahead and um, get into some comic book stuff. So we actually have a glimpse at one of the baddest fucking pages, like double spread pages um, it, that I've seen in a while that involves this, like Cyclops. Um, so Gary Duggan, um, there was a thing. It was like X-Men or X spoilers. I'm afraid that we no longer allow the criticism of X-Men. It deserves the Eisner, a Pulitzer and kids choice awards. And there's this double page spread of Cyclops bouncing his optic blast off of every fucking thing and destroying like these demonic, like, uh, it's like, I'm going to explain it from, from Gary's perspective. He said that a little process on the Cyclops spread from X-Men seven, I threw out ideas to my partners and they came back better. Yeah, and they come yeah, and their comebacks better. That's comics. The traffic light as a splitter of the I beam is pure uncut Pepe. It is it's been a joy and a privilege to entertain you with X Men comics. So this is the if you ever wanted to get into like the the background stuff of how comic books are written, how comic books are put together. So yeah, he goes, This is the page spread that he's asking. So page seven, panel one, I think we probably want to, we want a long lens of Cyclops in the distance and monsters rushing towards him. Cyclops, none of them get beyond me. Shiro, lay down a fire break. Panel two, Sunfire zips overhead. Sunfire says with pleasure. Panel three, Sunfire lays down fire behind Cyclops, a barrier. Special effects, whoosh. Panel four, the cause. Now Cyclops is backlit by flames and his fire, his optic blast with a smile. This panel is the cause of the next spread. The FX is Zark. Pepe, we won't always have this job and we won't always have it together. Let's leave a bruise. Those are the, that's the writer's notes to the illustrator. So page eight and nine are the effect. You have the cost and you have the effect now. Panel one, this is a double page splash with all of the monsters we set up being knocked down by a single optic blast from Cyclops who bounces his optic blast like a pinball machine. The Avengers analogy would be Captain America throwing his mighty shield and it bounces around and messes everyone up. So if this is a top-down view of the street, we could also follow the blast from a beast-to-beast -beast reflection, refraction point, and another beast, and so on. The idea is consider, one, a light pole um, splitting the beam into two different directions. Uh, another one is a car or a hot dog cart being struck <laughs> being struck, and flying into Anti-Man, and then later maybe prone, injured Anti-Man, reaching out to eat a delicious hot dog off the ground. Three, a car door bouncing the blast into another direction, or four, the beam bouncing off a snowplow. That would have been lit. And he also asked, "Do you know what a pinball is, Pepe?" Yeah, do you, yeah. Do you play pinball, Pepe? I like the, the, this to be the first spread that people talk about when they think about the feats of Cyclops. And Pepe delivered. Like my God. Like if you ever get a chance to look at this, if it's X Men Seven, um, and it's like page seven, eight, nine. Okay, remember that. So yeah. This image alone will be the one thing when they like, oh, Cyclops, how, what can he do? This, he could fucking do this. Like, 
is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven demons who are charging at him. He's, again, backlit by a firebreak that is put behind him in the city. He bounces it off of one demon that was charging over two people, hit it into a, a, a light beam that went into, I'm sorry, he hit the beam that went into a traffic light that came in one side and three weighed out of the other, and then two demons at the front, and then one demon at the top that was flying, and then another one that was coming across a bus, and then bounces off a bus window, hits another demon, bounces back, hits another bear demon after that. Like, it is so epic beyond comparison. Like, that's why I love comics. When you have two people, a writer and an illustrator, who are partnered together to make beautiful magic, it's beyond me. Like, my God. I understand what we're going for, and they understood the assignment. Pepe understood the goddamn assignment. <sighs> All right. <laughs> Moving forward to the news today um, in the docket. So Jason Momoa has actually um, been rumored to have been in talks with the Fast and Furious series to play a villain for Fast and Furious 10. Um, they have welcomed him into the Fast family for Fast and Furious 10, but they still didn't give him much details. This is coming from GameSpot, by the way. Actor Jason Momoa is reportedly in final negotiations to join the Fast and Furious family, potentially as a villain in the upcoming 10th installment of the franchise. The Hollywood Reporter was the first to report on this development. Neither Universal Pictures nor Momoa has provided a comment on the discussions. What has been much more widely documented, of course, its producer is and star Vin Diesel. Wait, I think it's producer... Jesus requests that the rock Dwayne Johnson rejoin the cast and the, the fast and furious franchise as of December, the rock said there is no chance in hell that he will return and, and that he prefers his in his run series with gratitude and grace diesel and Johnson. Well, that, yeah, that's more. So yeah, I'm just talking about this. So yeah, um, fast furious 10 will be directed by Justin Lin and it will start beginning filming this month in January. Um, according to star Vin Diesel himself, it is even possible that Fast 10 and 11. Wait, what are we going past? I thought he only wanted 10. Jesus, this is why I don't fucking do Fast and Furious, bro. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're going to start filming back to back, hopefully. So, yeah, the last film made 726 million during the pandemic, which is crazy. So, yeah, I'm, I'm understandably excited about Jason Momoa joining the cast. I love his acting regardless. He, 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 what he does. He's great. He is great. All right. Um, moving forward in the docket, uh, let's go ahead and get into this. Some tech news. So, um, if you guys know, the Oculus has been a very hot commodity as of this year, we've had, um, I think it's called the Oculus quest. Yeah. The Oculus quest um has been making the rounds and been like said racking up the sales since holiday of last year and stuff a lot more people are getting into vr and getting um more accessible vr with this oculus quest and that's really dope but as you know all good things must never like facebook or meta as they're called now can never leave well enough alone and in their grab to get everyone on board with the whole metaverse and meta this and meta that they have rebranded oculus or at least yeah they've rebranded on um, the oculus quest to the meta quest 
and it's stupid. Everyone hates it. No one, no one understands why it was done. It's kind of like how you take a great wrestler who has cultivated a name over the last few years that he's been wrestling, and an intimidation factor as Walter, and change his name to Gunther. Mm, Gunther. Like no, it's it's not the same. It's not the same. And I hate that they're like, oh yeah, my, my Oculus and MetaQuest, same mission. No, bro, no, stop it, stop it. <sighs> They released that um, background last week around January 26th um, that they've done the hoop. That's on me. That they are going through this name change and this new rebranding of Me- of Oculus to MetaQuest. <sighs> I, I, I don't I don't know what's going through their heads, bro. It's very upsetting. And I, I don't. <laughs> and I'm going to I'm going to hopefully find an Oculus Quest before only thing that they're out there. MetaQuest. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll figure we'll figure that that they'll probably either do something to re rebrand it because of the backlash that they've gotten from it. I think people are either going to like just ignore it and just keep calling it Oculus, or they're just going to have to like wait for a few years for people to just get used to it. But the whole meta premise of putting meta on every goddamn things, my God, please stop, please stop. All right, moving back into comic book news. So we are getting a particularly dope character. So here's my thing. I um I've always been a Spider-Man fan. Like I've I love the multiversal Spider-Man, right? So Justin Mason is launching a new issue of Spider-Punk. So yeah, the Spider-Punk is getting its own comic finally. And here's one interesting thing that it took us forever to to realize or know Spider-Punk is black. Like Spider Punk was probably the first black Spider Man that we that we probably got to encounter with because we known Spider Punk for a while now. He's been a character for quite some time before Miles Morales. Um, he's the anarchist British Spider Man of Earth One Thirty Eight, and they were getting a full five issue miniseries written by Cody Ziegler with issue one launching in April. The series will also feature the Earth One Earth One Thirty Eight version of Riri Williams as a part of the new team formed by this version of Spider-Man. And we also have a look at the um, Earth-138 Captain America as well. So um, we got the preview images from Jason, his artwork, and it looks so dope. I love the grunge feel of it all. And <sighs> Spider-Punk is definitely one of the newer like faves of mine now. Not just because he's black, because like again, like I got, because I always... I always thought the the alternate Spider-Man were just like, oh, just we're just making up something. But like, they fleshed out a lot of them and given them such depth and such like, okay, I have a reason to to invest into this version of Spidey, even if they're not Peter Parker, which is so dope. Um, but yeah, to hear Spider-Man getting his own book, I'm excited, and I will be picking that up in April as well. Okay, so yeah, let's see, let's see what else we got up on. The docket for you guys. Um, I think okay, you know, a couple of things left. All right, cool, 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 cool. So, um, this is something I wanted to talk about. Uh, it's not a, a a typical topic we we speak on here at Bobbo's Block. Sorry, yeah, it's not a typical topic we speak on here at Bobbo's Block, but it's it's something that always needs to be addressed when. When it comes to light. So 35 year old actor known for her breakout role as Dairy Girls 
um, took to Instagram yesterday, um, and we we have to talk about we have to talk about a lot of things about how people and fans interact with with um with characters or performers, really performers, actors, celebrities, whatever you want to call it. Nicola Coughlin, um, she had to come out and say, "Hey, I get that you guys." want to talk or whatever things like that but any concerns or comments or whatever you have about my body please keep them to yourself she said hello so just a thing if you have an opinion about my body please please don't share it with me um she also stated that most people are trying to be nice and not trying to be offensive but i'm still i'm just one real life human being and it's really hard to take the weight of thousands of opinions on how you look being sent to you directly every single day if you have an opinion about me, that's okay. I understand. I'm on TV and people that, yeah, you know, people will have things to think or say, but I beg you, don't send it to me directly. Um, concluding her post, she said, anyways, here's a pic of me in my hotel room in New York about to go on Saturday Night Live. It's unrelated to this post, but delighted that my hair was in it. <laughs> so she's a lovely, lovely lady. And like I said, I, people, people are weird. Um, I think the completionist said it best on on G4 TV. It's it's free not to be an asshole. It's free not to be not to be a dick. Like leave let people live. Like these people that you see in the celebrity scape or scope, they're still human. They're still human beings. Let them live and let them live their life the way they want to because again like the who the hell are you at this point in juncture to give them whatever advice or, or opinion that you have about this person that you will never meet and will never achieve their status or, or so. So, yeah, so it's free not being a dick. It's free. Keep it to yourself. All right. And let's move on to the final thing in the docket. So last thing that we have to talk about today is Encanto. Encanto is definitely um, a a lovely little head nugget that you that stuck in stuck in my and the and currently millions of people's um, heads. Um, from you, we don't want to talk about Bruno to to Pressure to all of the songs in this in this lovely Disney film. Um, Encanto is currently has the number one song and album in the u.s for soundtracks like someone put it best like this movie it flopped when it came to theaters because of the pandemic and people not wanting to go to the actual theaters and stuff but once it came to disney plus it is thriving it is thriving beyond every amount and i hope people take notice of that because the the full on um how can i put this the 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 archetype or the the blueprint of how we used to do family movies has changed and it needs to change and evolve with what the world is like today so yeah so shout outs to Encanto shout outs to Lin-Manuel Miranda and the full cast and the crew and the animators of Encanto for having the number one album and the number one song soundtracks in the US alright so speaking of music we're going to get into a musical break this one um, is going to be Yabba Distance. This song has been stuck in my head for the past few days, and I definitely want to share it with you guys. If you have not heard it, I love Yeba. Oh, Yeba. So, yes, this is Yeba Distance, and I will catch you back on the other end of the musical break, and we'll get into the nerdgasm. 
Peace.
and welcome back to Bobo's Block. So yeah, we are um, back from that lovely, lovely musical break. As I said, that was Yebba with Distance. Um, you guys definitely check that out. Add it to your musical library. It's such a such a vibe, such a lovely mood to be in. Um, I can't get it out of my head, and I hope I've gotten it stuck in yours too. Okay, so let's get into the nerdgasm today, and basically we. We're back at it like a craft addict when it comes to these very problematic, um, <laughs> I mean, not mean for that, the rhyme like that, um, very problematic takes from our faves in Marvel. This week, we have gotten, um, news that Evangeline Lilly, she is, I will say on the wrong side of history. I don't know. It just depends on how this ends up. But if it ends in a dystopian death world because people didn't want to do shit, whatever. Yeah. Um, eventually Lily, um, recently came out on social media and she confirmed that she would be attending a Washington DC protest over the weekend about body sovereignty. The actress went on to explain that she stands in opposition of the government mandated vaccine policies and mask policies. Marvel and Lost Star, of course, because she's definitely lost, um, said that this is not the way. This is not safe. This is not healthy. This is not love. Bruh, if you don't show, I need for these these people with this mentality that um that these that what we are putting in place such as mass mandates and vaccine vaccination mandates has happened before and it is a better way to safeguard the 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 community as a whole than just leaving it up to chance there's so many people who have died so many people have lost family members so many people who have come into contact with this virus have gotten sick and like i've had personal um run-ins with covid from through my family through even like I said, depending on how you may look at it, like it, there's always going to be a politicized discussion about stuff like this. We're not here to talk about the right or wrongs, but again, please get vaccinated. Please wear your mask. Please make sure you're safely out there. Even when I was doing my podcast, we were a safe distance away. People who sat into the podcast, we were a safe distance away. We had masks on afterwards. When going around the the actual con, there were masks being worn. We're taking it seriously. Take it as if your life is on the line because it is your life and everyone else's life is. But hence, um, since hearing about this, a lot of fans have been calling out for the casting of Hope Van Dyne, um, the Wasp character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because, again, she is a she's not a pivotal part, but she is a prominent member of the Marvel the Marvel family. There are people who are affected or who have lost lives of loved ones because of this anti-vaccination or anti-mask rhetoric that I wouldn't want this person. Like I said, I wouldn't want this person to continue to be in this prominent of a position and something that I love so much. And like I said, there are a lot of people who have their feelings towards, um, celebrities and towards, um, cause like, what was her name? Gina, whatever the 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 Cara Dune lady. She had some fucked up, um, like 
thoughts and like she has fucked up opinions. And apparently, there are people who are always going to stand behind these people. There are always going to be people who are going to going to be able to to give them a voice or a platform for stuff like this. But this right now, especially with what's going on in the movie industry and things of that nature, we've seen this as well before. There's also talks about this happening on the Black Panther set about Letitia um, Wright. She doesn't want the the vaccine mandates or the mask mandates. So she has these these people who are putting this stuff, like I said, in her her vicinity and her her knowledge lexicon that this is this is killing us and stuff of that nature. The one thing that's really killing us is fucking COVID. That that's a for certain. The one thing that's killing everyone is COVID. Not the vaccine, not the mask. It's COVID. Like there are groups of actors who are pu- are pulling and pooling together, and they're like, "Oh, well, we're going to go up against this," and da 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 da. And even with um the 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 mask mandates and everything, there's still COVID being contracted by people on the Black Panther two, um you know the Black Panther two set, and there are people who are getting sick. There are people who are getting sit home. Like there there are other things beyond COVID as well that would impact the the actual production like i said because we also know that leticia herself was injured or she had to go home for medical reasons we don't know what may like they haven't divulged what happened or so but again like there are people who are still contracting this virus and the same can be said whenever they start doing um the quantumanium set like i said what if evangeline lily catches covid will she feel the same after that i, I don't know like there there are people who are Pushing this rhetoric, even though there are thousands upon thousands of people dying every single day, and to hear it from someone that we, as a fandom, look up to and actually respect their opinion and, and their voice, is very hurtful. Because again, you are sending out this message of like, "Oh, it's all going to be okay. Like, we all we need is love that will get us through." No, science has proven that love is not going to stop COVID. Like, there's just the point blank period of it. This is not love. This is about body sovereignty. They don't care about body sovereignty when it comes to things like reproduction rights. They don't care about body sovereignty when it comes to things like like um, the, the, the right to protect yourself from the abusive authority figure, the police. They don't care about body sovereignty when it is anything else than just what they have been restricted from doing. That's really what I feel like it all comes down to. It's just they've been told no. They don't want to be told that they have to do a particular thing or they or they can't do a particular thing because they haven't done another thing. Because there are countries, not even like cities, whole countries, that won't let you in if you're not vaccinated. There are whole countries that won't let you come and shoot a movie in their cities, towns, whatever, provinces, because you're not vaccinated. Eventually, Liddy has to has to deal with a lot of things. I will not put that, like, say, I will not put that as a, a shortcoming. Like, she deals with a lot. That's fine. That that comes with the job. But one thing that is simple to do is to protect yourself and others. And also, if it's something that's mandated because you need to get into this country because we're shooting in fucking Switzerland or something like that, maybe you should just get a little prick of a shot. Uh, it's not the worst thing. And it, again, it's not killing you because we've proven COVID is killing people more than the vaccine. I don't even think I've seen deaths related to the vaccine on my end. If there's research, yes, go ahead and show me. I don't like say that. That's fine. But COVID is killing more people than the vaccine. 
COVID is killing more people than 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 just sitting around in a mask for more than six hours. You'll be fine. This is not about body sovereignty. This is about their entitled freedom or title be, entitlement being fringed upon. They don't like that they have to do something that they did not mandate on us first. <laughs> um, like, because there's no real reason that you are in an industry that is very prominently known to have a lot of outbreaks, a lot of um, cases that have been been documented on movie sets because of the closeness of proximity and especially with the, the aggressiveness of Omicron or whatever. Like I said, it's hard to just sit here and be like, oh, it, it's, I, we don't need all of that. You do. We do. Because not only to protect yourself, to protect the people who are extras, grips, light people, sound like, like every person that works on here has the right to feel as if they are being thought of and protected by this 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 movie company this production system that is set up this industry has already literally milked them for as much as they can labor wise um even milked them for everything that they kind of can give talent wise and honestly the only thing that we're asking is that hey I just don't want to get sick from this thing that's getting literally thousands upon hundreds of thousands of people sick every day and then the and the people who also work with you're like, nah, you good, bro. Let's just, yeah, you you don't. You, all we need is love. This is love will protect us. No, it won't. I need for you. I need for anyone who is on the stance or the side of Evangeline Lilly or Letitia Wright to show me how, when the un or the proven non-measures that you're trying to take have worked if you do i will be impressed because outside of just sheer luck there's only a slim chance that you do not catch code if you're not taking any proper measures of vaccination wearing a mask and keeping a safe distance between you and another person if you're not trying to do that you're going to run into a big COVID problem on your movie set. And that movie set will get shut down. That movie set will get behind on schedule. That movie will get pushed back on its release. Then the the company, depending on how many times that happens, because you still refuse to take the right measures, might as well just cancel the movie. Because again, if this keeps going, we're not going to have anyone there because they're all going to be sick. It's hard to see your faves let you down like this. And if anything has taught us, it is the the persistent nature of people in a higher power will always think of their comfortability before the safety of others. And this is Evangeline Lilly's pure and outright um, you know, pure and outright showing you, I care about what I feel more than actually keeping the people around me and you safe. Evangeline Lilly said, I was in DC this weekend in support of body sovereignty while Canadian truckers were rallying for their cross country peaceful convoy and supported the same thing. 
Lily wrote, I believe nobody should be forced to inject their, check their body with anything against their will. I will understand the world is in fear, but I don't believe that answering fear with force will fix our problems. She concluded, since I was pro-choice before COVID, I'm still pro-choice today. Being pro-choice about anti-vaccinations is way different than being pro, pro-choice when it comes to women and reproductive rights. Don't ever put those two in the same league at all. I get what she's trying to, to make the, the comparison of, oh, this is my choice, this is my body, but that's not the same. It's not the same at all, and you darn well know it. This is how they use these these simple things against us, because, again, we want to fight for pro-choice for women and to choose what happens to their bodies and what happens to their reproductive rights as well. But if there is anything that this is showing that they will twist your words and make it to fit their narrative. I don't doubt that Evangeline Lilly was pro-choice. I don't doubt that she doesn't want um, all reproductive and women's rights to be taken seriously, things of that nature, but to conflate it with anti-vaccination and anti-mask mandate rhetoric. I don't support that. I don't fuck with it. It don't rock with me. I, I hate to see it. There, like someone also stated, so vaccine mandates aren't a new thing. You get your measles, you get your mumps, you get your chicken pox, you get every vaccine that you need to get before you go to school, right? Those are mandates. Like, these aren't things that, like, oh, you just suggest, like, no, you need this before we let your child in school. Like, you get a TB shot before you go overseas or anywhere. Like, that's a mandate. You got to make sure your blood work is taken care of and done. And when you come back into the, to the, um, to the, to the States and you have to have, make sure your vaccines before you go out to a country that needs you to be vaccinated. Like these are not new things. This is for some reason with COVID being politicized as if this is the government cracking down. Like this is the same thing the government has always been doing to protect and keep us healthy. If anybody, um, if the, if measles or chicken box came apart today, we'd be dead, bro. It's hard to say. It's sad to say a lot of this shit. Like, the sovereignty of your body is a very, very pertinent topic. You ha- you are a, a, you are solely in control of your body. Yes. You are now taking that and risking everyone's life. By saying like, hey, I know this is a global thing that's been going on. It's killing a lot of people, but I'm going to use this body sovereignty to not keep you safe and also not keep myself safe. It's crazy when you think back and look that this has only been a two year thing. This has only been like roughly two years. 2020, 2021, and we're moving into like I said, the second anniversary with the 2022. I am astonished that this is still around, still a thing. And it's not even that like, oh, we're just living with it. Like, no, we're still actively having spikes, surges, 
and people are dying and there are still people going nah we good we're not we're not good i need for y'all to get it through your head but again we we've got we've gotten to the point where there are a lot of these people who are secretly like this is the new hydra this is the new hydra in marvel my god anti-vaxxers and anti-maskers are the new fucking hydra that is that is now canon that is now canon and i already (laughs) i know you're gonna come at me about that but my nigga it's crazy it's crazy so yeah i i i hope that kevin feige and the rest of the marvel um studios crew See this and hear what the people are saying because y'all, y'all replace Terrence Howard because he asked for a little bit too much money. We can write off Hope Van Dyne or we can replace her character. Like we replace Stature. Like <laughs> everybody in everybody in Quantumanium can be new, out besides Paul Rudd. Like, bruh, let's like get on it. I don't know what else to say. Like, I don't want this this mentality to stick around. In the set of the MCU, such as the set of like Quantumanium, such as the set of the next Avengers movie, such as the set of the next really big world ending Marvel phase movie. Like, I don't want her and her thought processes to infect anybody else because she probably already has infected them with COVID. So, that's all I have to say on the subject. So, I want to let you guys know we have a lot of few things coming up, but as I said, Cosplay kickback on February 12th here in Jacksonville at B-Sun um, Art Art Gallery. Yeah, B-Sun's Art Gallery. I will definitely be putting it up on my social so you guys will see it and know for sure where I'm going to be at. I will be a special guest there. Come check it out. Again, patreon.com forward slash B-O-B-B-O. That is where you can support and give the best help and most support for me here and um here in the underground media studios and um of course you can find me anywhere that you can stalk your ex on social media that is at bobo fnn that's b-o-b-b-o fnn that's facebook twitter instagram and of course you can um check out the youtube page so i didn't do videos for this one i'm waiting until i get all my equipment together again because if something is going on, I don't know. I have like a, a little thing that I'm going to be putting up for you guys. So you guys definitely be able to get into that. So I, 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 of course, have been your friendly neighborhood nerd. I will catch you guys next time on the block. Signing out for now. Peace.